This is Scott Becker with Becker Group Business Leadership. This is a short podcast today on 15 thoughts and tips relating to money management. Uh, we're talking about the subject. It's based on an article we did a couple of years ago, but so much of it we think is relevant today for the uh, general person and individual. Um, so here we go, 15 thoughts. First is put away money while the going is good. You've heard it a million times, save for a rainy day. Nothing like this pandemic has been better for reinforcing that concept. So aside from all the different thoughts you are out there about spending the money you get, go back to the old Ben Franklin concept of a penny saved is a penny earned and always be putting money away. Uh, and, and that'll tie into some of the thoughts as we get going. A couple thoughts on investing, three or four thoughts there. First is generally avoid individual stocks. Records show that it's very hard for individuals to beat the market by picking individual stocks versus index funds or mutual funds. So, so avoid individual stocks. The third concept is index funds over mutual funds. The core concept here is a big differentiator in terms of long-term returns is are you putting money away and what, what are the expenses related to the money that you're investing? The more that you're spending on transaction costs with brokers or mutual funds or other things, the worse the long-term you generally do. Thus, index funds, particularly low-cost index funds like the Vanguard funds are the way to go in terms of your core investing. A fourth concept, once you're past, put past, put away money while the going is good, avoiding individual stocks and index funds over mutual funds, is to know your risk tolerance. Your stock allocation versus bond and cash allocation will largely depend upon your own risk tolerance. The more that you are willing to lose money, the higher balance of equities to treasuries, CDs, cash you can have. So there was all the ideas about this, that if you were 50 years old, you might have 50% of your money in equities, 50% of your money in bonds and CDs and cash and treasuries. But these old platitudes are far less useful than knowing your true risk tolerance. If you're the kind of person like I am that gets very nervous when they lose a lot of money, you're far better off having a much lower percentage of your investments in equities. So the equity tolerance, if you know you only can stomach losing X percentage of your money, then you might have a risk tolerance that drives you more towards a balance of 10 to 20% equities versus 80, 90% bonds, CDs, treasuries, and so forth. As a corollary to this point, it's very important to know that the fixed income instruments are not without risk. And you have to sort of be able to understand that some of those are more risky than others. So if you're investing in treasuries are generally deemed the most safe, US treasuries, and then things like CDs, certificates of deposit, there's limits on how much you could be invested per bank and still have the insurance behind that. And then the risk goes up. If you're dealing with muni bonds, corporate bonds, and so forth, you'll have higher risk with those instruments. So they're not all created equal. But you start with knowing your risk tolerance and what percentage of money you want to have in your equities versus the rest of your investments. The fifth concept goes with the put away money while the going is good. Keep emergency funds. Here, generally, the concept is, at minimum, 
you want to have three to six months cash of some sort on hand that's really not subject to markets, ups and downs in case of emergencies. For very nervous people or more anxious people, uh, you want more money that's in truly safe assets like cash funds, money market funds, if you want more emergency funds. And there's nothing wrong with that, even if the financial advisors will tell you differently. The sixth concept, which we'll just take out for a second, is to max out on retirement plans. Again, seventh concept I've already touched on is base your allocations of equities to other instruments on your own personal risk tolerance, not that of touted market concepts. A number of our next concepts go to controlling your expenses. And six or seven thoughts here. Our eighth total concept in the first expense side is to understand your large expenses and work to keep those large expenses minimal. In the long term, the large fixed expenses can be an ample trust on your, around your neck and make you what's called anti-fragile. They make you more fragile, excuse me, more fragile to changes in your income and changes in your financial situation. So you try and keep your large expenses rational. You know what those might be. They might be your mortgage. They might be a college loan. Uh, they might be some other kind of large expense, but it's really trying to understand those. As a corollary to that, one large expense for most people is their taxes. And it is worth getting to understand what goes into your taxes to understand if there are ways to adjust that. Because for most families, your single biggest expense will be your taxes. The ninth concept in the second in this area is study and understand your top expenses. Most people, that's houses, cars, and a couple of other things, depending on your lifestyle. But understand that. Understand if your credit card bill is your largest expense per month. And, and, and then you can focus your time and energy on controlling those larger expenses. The next concept and the next concept really go in line with this. We call it don't overhouse. Don't buy more house that's going to leave you with a regular expense amount that's more than you want to have. Next concept is similar. Don't overcar. Again, there's nothing wrong with having the least expensive house or the least expensive car on the block. In the long run, it leaves you a lot less fragile. The next concept goes in line with houses is work hard to keep your mortgage rational. And if you can, pay down your mortgage. All the financial advisors will give you all kinds of games. Well, if you have a mortgage, you're paying a low interest rate, and you could do better with that money in the market. I would generally say that that's a bad concept. It may be a perfect concept on, per, on paper, but in the long run, most all of us are far better off without having a mortgage or having a lower mortgage than they can afford. So you always underhouse, under mortgage. The next concept that we talk about relates to insurance. And only because we've seen so much experience with this with people over-insuring. It's very important that you figure out the right insurance risk to insure and pay the right amount of money to do that. You really need to assess how much insurance you need for what type of situation. You need to understand your cost monthly for insurance versus your deductibles and whether it's worth it to save costs on your monthly cost by using higher deductibles. Again, very important to sort of understand your insurance cost. Uh, as we've set, seen plenty of people buy all kinds of insurance 
and it does periodically help, and it is important, but over-insuring can be very, very expensive. The next concept that goes with a lot of the other expense suggestions relates to keeping up with the Joneses. There's an old adage, maybe not even talked about by people a generation younger than me, of keeping up with the neighbors. And this is a natural sort of stress to try and keep up with what your neighbors do. We're very aggressive on trying to get out of that mindset. You want to really aim towards having a lifestyle in an expense situation that leaves you not fragile, that leaves you not fragile to ups and downs in the markets, in the world, in incomes, and so forth. So we're trying very hard to get out of the mindset of keeping up with the Joneses. If you can afford a very fancy card, you don't buy the very fancy card. You buy one or two steps down. There's a number of ways to do this. But the same concept on houses, credit cards, cars leaves you anti-fragile, and that's sort of playing defense. Uh, and not keeping up with the Joneses is a core means of playing defense. The last concept that we work with and we talk about with people is that of suffering financially. And I don't mean suffering financially because something bad happened to you. We're talking about something different. What, what happens is diet every single day is effort. If people want to keep their weight under control, it is effort every single day. It doesn't mean that you have some days that you don't slip up. That's the same thing with money. But with money, there's nothing wrong with taking a day that's almost like a fast and say, we're almost not going to spend this day. We're going to spend just the bare minimum of this day. And learning to do that regularly is a very healthy thing. And we call that sort of practice fasting, practice saving or, or not spending. And it's a very similar concept that will serve you well throughout life as you see financial ups and downs because you know you could always go back to, for a prolonged period of time, spending less than you need to. So again, 15 tips on money. Put away money while well, money, well, it's going good. Second, avoid individual stocks. Third, index funds over mutual funds. Fourth, know your risk tolerance. Fifth, keep emergency funds on hand. Uh, my own thought is at least six to 12 months. Uh, conventionalism is a little bit less. Sixth, I don't know if we talked about the same, max out your retirement plans, particularly matching ones. Seven, base your allocations of equity to debt to other instruments on the risk tolerance that you have, not on market-touted concepts. Eighth, keep large fixed expenses minimal. Ninth, study your top expense expenses. Tenth, don't overhouse. Eleven, don't overcar. Twelve, keep your mortgage rational and look to pay it down. Twelve, understand your insurance. Overall, go easy on insurance. Um, Thirteen, study your top expenses study your big cost and work to keep on folks and keeping those under control. Fourteenth, work on constantly not worrying about keeping up with your neighbors, the Joneses, or whoever your neighbors are. Fifteen, suffering periodically and putting yourself on a financial diet periodically is extremely healthy. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this. And again, thank you as always for listening to Becker Group Business Leadership Podcast. Thank you.